Hey, welcome to the Potter's House Sunday Recap, where we dive into everything that happened on our Sunday morning through worship, through prophetic moments, um, through diving into the message, and really expounding on everything that happened there. Uh, I'm joined here with Pastor Ben Geyser, who is our legacy pastor, our PHSM director, as well as Pastor James Triplett, who is our mobile campus pastor, as well as now evangelism, outreach, you know, everything outside the four walls. And I have the, the privilege of, I feel like guest hosting would be the word, filling in for Pastor David. My name is Pastor Force. I'm the student life pastor here. Um, so basically everything, uh, you know, teenagers. So send your teenagers <laughs> this way. Um, but before we get into all the message and what we want to talk about, um, I just want to talk about just the moments that happened in worship. So um, it's always really cool to see other people step in and, 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 and fill gaps. So mm-hmm. Pastor David uh, normally would be leading us in worship, but he wasn't there uh, leading on worship. He was there giving the message. So we had quite a few people coming up and stepping up in that end. Um, just one of you guys jump in and talk about that moment. I think I... I I like being able to see uh, the growth that has happened in mm-hmm. uh, Hannah and Austin, especially oh, yeah. over the years, to watch them come up. I've been here long enough to where, you know, I've, I knew them when they were young yeah. teenagers, and now to see them on the platform uh, and leading true worship. Um, and they're not up there because they want to stand on a platform. They're up there because they, they, they truly love worship. And... Um, I thought the, I mean, my wife actually talked about this when we got home, how great the worship was on Sunday. So I thought it was amazing. And I think it goes to the conversation. You know, we can talk about raising up a generation, but actually doing that, raising up a generation uh, to be able to step into the roles that God's called them to do that. And as James said, too, it wasn't, I love the heart by which they led. And that, you know, that that is just so beautifully done. And again, I'll shout out to kudos to Pastor David uh, for seeing their gifting inside of them, their calling inside of them, and nurturing that calling. It, it's mm. just beautiful to watch someone to lead from their heart and from identity in Jesus Christ. And it was just, it was beautiful and it was pure. I will say, you know, one of those things is being the father, so Hannah's my daughter, Austin is my son-in-law. Um, you know, you're a little bit biased towards that, but for honestly, sure. at, the other, at the other level of that, you're really humbled. You're just, you're just mm. broken by the fact of the beauty of what God will do. And so, I, yeah, I thought it was powerful all the way through. Everybody, yeah. was, it was just wonderful. And what are we doing as the church if we're not raising up people underneath Amen. us right. to come and yes. lead? And so, uh, like I said, I think uh, Pastor David does a great job yeah. of that. Yeah, I think, I think it's a perfect display of one of our core values of process. Absolutely. You know, where you see people um, that are coming up right underneath. And what I, what I love is you see moments like that where it's nothing changed. You know, presence mm. of God still came in. Oh, it absolutely. wasn't like, you know, sometimes you, you get somebody that, you know, isn't doing their, their standard role and right. you'll, you would see, you know, a drop of excellence. Um, but we, you don't see that mm-hmm. there, especially in, in, in the worship team. So kudos to Pastor David, but you see people who, who have gone through this process, you know, and they can lead and, and it, it's like not even miss a beat and we can still carry on. And it has that Potter's House feel and how we worship, you know, um, with just tenacity and passion. So, yeah. um, we're talking about traveling light today. That was Pastor David's mm-hmm. title of his message. Um, it was a kind of a, a second message to what he talked about in the Great Exchange, um, which uh, was out of Isaiah 61, uh, 1 through 3. So I'm going to read that, and then I want to hear you guys' thoughts on it. But it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives, and release from darkness for the prisoners, to, pro- to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. 
they will be called oaks of righteousness and planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. This is the great exchange. Amen. So I think before we talk about even traveling light, there has to, there, that exchange has to happen, right? So James, expound a little bit on, on that exchange and, and what it means to do that. I think for, uh, for me, you know, some people think, well, the great exchange, that's uh, me uh, confessing my sins and being mm-hmm. saved. But to me, that's even, you know, identifying things in my life, like uh, what's, what's happening in my life, even right now, even as a pastor, uh, what are some things that I can, uh, I can give up and, and hold out with an open hand and say, here you go, Lord, you need to take this situation. You need to take all of this that's going on in my life. And I, uh, I exchange it, uh, all this mourning and sorrow that I have going on, say, in my life over yeah. a certain situation, and I need you to bring me joy. And uh, it's not necessarily, uh, and maybe it is, maybe it was for somebody on Sunday who was like, man, I am lost, and I, I just need Jesus. But I think it's also for uh, the everyday um, Christ follower who just who finds themselves... Um, Morning, who finds themselves mm, right. weary, yeah, who finds themselves uh, just in this place. So that's where I, that's what I took away from it on Sunday. Yeah. Amen. No, I, I just would say the same thing. I think, you know, as James was kind of alluding to, you know, you can, uh, you can be serving the Lord for so long and doing so many things that you forget, you forget this is part of your inheritance. And to be mm. able to take a moment as David did through the Holy Spirit on Sunday and just remind, you almost felt like the washing off of the weight of, of heaviness. And it was just a, it was a beautiful reminder of the fact that I have been saved into this. Let me kind of drink from this cup again a right. fresh way today. Um, and again, the, the beauty of the Lord and, and his majesty and his grace to be able to do that in our lives every day. You know, we weren't just saved into grace. We're called to live in grace for the rest of our lives. And I just thought it was just a beautiful reminder. So it was powerful. Yeah. So I want to ask this um, because when we talk about this exchange, it is like, it sounds too good to be true, right? I mean, it sounds like, man, like a, a, a crown of beauty for ashes? Who mm-hmm. makes that kind of deal? Yeah, you know, no. it sounds too good to be true, and, and maybe that's, that's what prevents some people from, from making the deal. But what do you think are some other things that prevent people from, from making that great exchange for saying, hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. I am having mourning, but I guess I can have joy in making yeah. that deal with Christ. What do you think is some of the hold, holdups on that? Maybe some of them just simply don't feel worthy of it, possibly. Yeah. I don't feel worthy of that kind of love and that kind of a grace. And, and again, you know, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to conceive of who God really is in his totality. And we've never seen love like that. We've never seen love that good before. Mm-hmm. And so there's this, I'm not worthy slash, what does this look like? Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I can't even fathom this. And so therefore, sometimes they, they stay in the outer court instead of walking into the court mm-hmm. of, of what God fully wants to do in their lives. I like what he shared, that the actual meaning of the word ashes is worthlessness. Yeah. Wow. And I think there's mm. so many people in this world today that just feel like yeah. they're not worth anything. Right. And uh, when they yeah. bring that uh, to that, that's what makes it so hard for them to ex- make that exchange. It's because they're just like, I'm not worthy of any yeah. of this. And, and isn't uh, exactly what Satan does? He's the father of lies. Yeah. He, he tells all of God's creation uh, either God's holding out, how old, holding out on you, or you're not worthy of the goodness that he wants to give you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have a lot of people walking around, even inside the church, of, I'm just not worthy. I don't know how to get there. And yeah. yet it is by grace through that gift of, a uh, free gift from Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. powerful message. Yeah. That's, I, th- I mean, we look in Scripture, I think even King Solomon falls to this. He, he goes to this moment, he says, everything's mm-hmm. meaningless. You know? Yes, right. right. I've had people, you know, 
uh, text me, message me about things that, that he said. And I was like, man, Solomon was going through it. You know, like <laughs> yeah. he had this moment of just feeling like, what's, what's the point in it all? Right. You know, yeah. um, and, and there's that, that worthlessness. You can sit in that morning in ashlessness or you can trade it for uh, the Lord. He also had a, a, another scripture that he went into, kind of getting more into his, his message on this Sunday. Yeah. Um, uh, it's one of my favorite verses. This is Matthew uh, uh, chapter 11. It's uh, verse uh, 28 through 30 is, is, is the main, main, main part, and it says this. It says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, man, this is, this is another one of those, to me, that was almost, it's, it's too good to be true, right? I'm like, there's no way. Like, life's hard, you know? We all have things that, like, your yoke is easy, like, your burden is light, you know? And I was like, but I'm supposed to carry my cross. I'm supposed to, I'm like, how do I, crosses are heavy, you know? The, the things that I'm, like, yeah. how is this, what do you want to jump in and, and, and kind of dive into that scripture? Before, I have, I have a couple thoughts, but I'd love to hear yours. I, I mean, I just want to say something. I think from the very beginning of this, when it says, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, there is this compassionate heart invite to the brokenness that the father sees on his children and in his children. Um, so for me, as I read this passage, I'm just so, I'm so paused by a moment of the fact that Jesus saw something and his heart was broken by what he saw. And so because of that, he makes this glorious invitation, come unto me all who are weary and heavy laden. Um, and I, I think about the fact that if I would have been president, if we would have been president in this moment when he said this, I wonder to the fact of, but I've heard my name in that because that's really what's happening. Right. My name yeah. is in that. Now he yeah. says, come unto me all, but my name's in all. Right. And I think that as a body of Christ who understand the intimacy of God, when we read passages or we hear passages like this, he's saying my name in this. Mm. And he's inv- inviting that to me because of the fact that I'm living less than what right. he paid for. Yeah. I'm living under the condemnation of the world. I'm living under the condemnation of religion made by man based upon this passage of scripture, um, what he's really kind of dealing with in this moment. And, and Jesus invites me out of less than mm. into the fullness of what he saved me into. And I, I just, I think about the Father's heart when I read scriptures like that and how he's moved with compassion. Yeah. Yeah, he cares for us. And, yeah. Uh, to me, this, uh, this whole message couldn't have came at a better time for me mm. if, I'm very, if I'm being very open and, and honest. I've, I've felt weary. I've felt yeah. burdened. Um, and this just the season that I'm in right now. And uh, just to hear a word from the Lord that says, hey, you know you can come to me. <laughs> you know you don't have to carry that. Amen. You know that, uh, that my mind is, is a lot lighter than what you're, what you're trying to carry around mm. by yourself. And, uh, yeah, I just, to me, this, um, this message was right on time yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know for 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 me in in my years of uh, of ministry, just to take a turn for a second, is I felt like this verse could have been true for every area of my life, mm. except for working in the church and doing ministry. Um, because if 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 you know if you've ever talked to the work is never done, yeah. we always oh, have yeah. something to do. Yeah. Um, you know, um, believe it or not, Pastor Michael doesn't just preach on Sundays, and that's his only thing. There's a, a ton oh, that happens behind was, the scenes yeah. oh, absolutely. with every single pastor. There's yeah. always a very heavy workload. Um, so I always, I always kind of questioned this verse. Um, but Pastor David put it really great. He talked about the, the King James version of it, and he talked about the idea of being weary and burdened. The definition of that is being self-sufficient. You yeah. know, wow. that, that, yeah. that's the moment where it crosses over for me. 
where, you know, you know what? Yeah, the, we're called to carry a cross. Yeah, it is heavy. There's yeah. some truth to that. Both of these yeah. statements can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I was never meant to carry it on my own. Amen. Yeah. I was always meant to carry and do all I'm doing under the, the anointing and power of God. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing stuff he hasn't called me to do, that's where I'm weary and burdened. But yeah. if I'm doing what he's called me to do, mm. um, I'm not by any means endorsing this, but um, the, the message translation actually talks about the head. It's a really simple way. It says, let me teach you the unforced rhythms of grace. Mm. You know, it's I just a, such a, yeah, a great good. way to put it where, like, he's not going to put anything ill-fitting on you. Um, yeah. He's, he's going to help you walk in mercy and grace, you know. Mm. Um, when you're taking that yoke upon you, it's a yoke that fits. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know? amen. Um, amen. For me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a short guy, so <laughs> there's not a whole lot that really really fits me, you know. But when God mm. puts something on you, it's, like it's, it's meant to be you're going you're gonna to walk the way you're yeah. supposed to walk, you know. Oh, yeah. You're not going to be dragging your feet and carrying something, you know, real heavy. Um, so that's what I, I kind of want to talk about. Now we're going to get into a little bit of, of that traveling light, that self-sufficient, um, into there's things that we're not supposed to to carry, you know, um, oh, I absolutely loved um, Pastor David's talk about the, the, the fruit and, and the rocks and stuff like that. So if you guys mm-hmm. have a takeaway on that illustrated <laughs> message, uh, um, love to hear it. Well, it was funny. I, I don't know if you guys are watching from out here, but I was watching him as he's putting the rocks in the one bag. And you can begin to see the leg of the table, like start to move a little bit. And we didn't even realize what was going on. And all of a sudden it fell, it fell over. And I think it's funny because for me, it spoke to a bigger illustration that he actually kind of pointed out with the fact that, again, eventually, no matter how much you think you got this in control, it's going to fall. And when it falls, everything falls. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And so I thought, man, what a a powerful, powerful illustration. But again, I think we carry worry. We carry fear. We carry anxiety. We carry Mm -hmm. the fact that I've got to do it on my own kind of thing. Um, Eventually, that's going to simply wear us out. And we're going to just fall because we're doing it underneath our own flesh. Um, but I was reminded very, very clearly about the fact that it's not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Right. And so what foreign things am I carrying? Because, again, most of it is stuff that I have picked up. Let's be clear. For me, at least personally, most of the stuff is that I've innocently picked up. Maybe a pebble here, maybe a stone here, maybe now a rock, and maybe now a boulder. Yeah. I've been picking it up. Right. And it's one of those things where God lovingly reminds me, what's in your hand? Right. Yeah. Oh, it's all this stuff. And so we talk about the great exchange. It's almost like you got to let go of that in order to receive afresh the grace of God. So yeah. I saw myself that illustration very easily. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that table couldn't have fell at a better time. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I, I, I thought so too. I, 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 I wish we could say on this podcast that we planned it. You know, right. planned for that yeah, table to, to crash. Um, Pastor David, I mean, handled it so well. I mean, just, he did. just for a moment, yeah. like just taking a break from the message as speakers. Oh, yeah. Handling moments like yeah, right. that, oh my goodness! I mean, I don't think I would have handled it nearly as well. Yeah. I probably would He'd have had a little bit of a moment and freak out. I, I yeah. would have, you know, ran over to pick it back up. He just right. kept rolling. He just kept going. It yeah, was he great. said, "Like, yeah. like your table, you know, life fall, yeah. you know, falls apart." Um, and if if you were sleeping, you know, on Sunday, oh, that definitely geez. woke you up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do uh, that. That whole that whole thing was uh, awesome to me. I think that it continues to speak about an exchange that's happening. And what I thought about was you have that backpack mm. on and it's full of fruit. Right. But what happens when you take one of those fruits mm. out, you take peace and you exchange it for a stone and you put that one stone yeah. in that bag of all that other fruit, eventually all that other fruit in there is going to begin to get turned into mush when you've got yeah. that big rock right. in there rolling around. I love it. So, um, 
I think we constantly need to stop, mm. take that backpack off, open it up, yeah. and take inventory of Amen. what we have inside right. that bag, <laughs> what fruit uh, yeah. maybe, and what rocks have made it in there that we need yeah. to pull out, get rid of, and exchange it for what the Lord promised Amen. us. And you wonder, too, if that's not the case for so many of, that we do love that are believers that walk around a little bit bitter, a little bit angry. You right. wonder how many rocks are bruising the fruit in their backpack. Yeah. You know, it's not mush just yet, but it's bruised up. Right. Yeah. And uh, I love that. You know, and, and I think, too, the ability to be able to step a little bit farther in this is that as we are able to speak in one another's lives, you know, to be able to say, hey, you know, I, I love you, but I'm, I'm seeing this. Mm-hmm. How's your fruit? How are you doing? What are you carrying you shouldn't be carrying? Right. Um, you know, and having that ability to be truly accountable to the body of Christ, I think it's part of how we do this tr- journey together personally. So. Yeah. 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 I think even even small stones, small oh, rocks, man. I mean, enough force, you know, or enough yeah. repetitions of of being carried around when you're you're moving. I mean, it's going to it's going to damage the other areas. Amen. You know, um, I began to think of, you know, things in, in, in my own life, you know, have, has, there, has there been a moment where, you know, I I allowed one area to mess up all my other fruit. You know, all the things that, oh, that I've yeah. worked on, you know, yeah. maybe, you know, I was, I was short-tempered with something, you know, and now it, my, my kindness is, is shot. My love is shot. Yeah. My self-control clearly was shot because I lashed <laughs> right. out. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. One moment yeah. of yeah. that stone. I mean, it's just the action of dropping the stone in the back. Yeah. Just, just the <laughs> yeah. one stone in the back. You've already messed everything up. You know? yeah. Forget <laughs> carrying it. Just oh, the right. one, the one time you've allowed that, that stone to creep in, um, as I, I know it was towards the, the end of the message where uh, Pastor Dave was, was giving away the backpacks, but when he set them on the altar, I just had this moment of thinking, how many times do mm. we come in here with this bag full of rocks, heavy oh, from the yeah. week, mm-hmm. and we're the, I'm just trying to get to Sunday. I'm just trying to get to Sunday mm-hmm. where I can lay my rocks down, and we lay them yeah. down, and we, we operate in freedom on a Sunday, and... Uh, we walk out and we pick up our backpack on the altar and we go right back on to right our, our Monday yeah, at work. So and, so you know, mm-hmm. next thing you yeah. know, somebody asks you Monday morning, how you're doing? I'm doing, you mm-hmm. know, living yeah. the dream. You know, if they yeah. say living the dream, you know, yeah. it's, you know, it's not true, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, now what would you say just encourage somebody to leave that backpack like now? I mean, what better time than now? I, I think there's no other way around it, that, that now is the moment of obedience to that. Um, and I, I would even go back a little bit farther to be able to say, too, that I, I, I believe that God would allow us to be able to grow to a place where that we can spiritually be in tune with him, because we're spending time with him each day mm-hmm. about the pebble in the backpack now. There's a, there's a pebble back there, and all of a sudden I can begin to sense that before it becomes a stone, before it becomes a rock. Um, and, I, and I think that daily discipline of spending time in the presence of God not based on my agenda, but again, based on what Isaiah, search me, try me, if there's any unclean thing in me, Lord God, show it to me. Um, that daily posture of, of, of just being before the Lord in those ways. But again, if you want to live to the fullest, why would you not want to start now? Right. Yeah. I mean, repent, let go, because part of this is repentance. Repent and let go and bring it back before God. Start with a new Genesis moment today. Mm. That's the beauty of grace. His mercies are new every morning. So uh, again, let's live out of that. So I, I would say, yeah, like right now would be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? This very moment, please. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As you begin to talk about the pebble, I thought about just not not the backpack illustration, yeah. but even just you ever gone for a hike and you got a pebble in your shoe? Oh, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It, it starts really irritating you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you leave it in there long enough, 
man, it'll it'll definitely cause some damage. So the <laughs> the small things in your life, yeah. I mean, they need to be treated with the same care. Um, we think it's not a big deal. It's just this year, um, yeah. you know. But I I think I've seen you know there's been plenty of people. So I worked in the restaurant industry for a little bit, and everyone knows that Sundays are the worst day to work. Every every restaurant mm. person says it, mm. and they 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 complain. They say Christians are the worst tippers. They have the worst attitudes, and I, it's a, it's a shame, really. Yeah, and I think what happens is we see people like we come in here and we have these moments, and they've allowed you know some sort of to rock to come in, and it ruins their fruit. And that's mm-hmm. what people are seeing. They're seeing that crushed up fruit that yeah. that rock. They're they're not seeing. They're not looking. Mm-hmm. Oh, that fruit looks good. They're like, no, it's I see a rock. I, yeah, s- I yeah, see that you're yeah. really harsh with this, you know. Um, yeah. That's the thing that's on display. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter how many fruit. Yeah, you could have all the fruit, but that one large rock, that's yeah. going to be thing that's yeah. visible. Because I think even just human nature, we typically mm-hmm. look at the negative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, something happens yeah. and we're, we're, you know, ready to run for the negative. That's the thing that, that's on display. So if we're going to be your, your expertise outside the four walls, you know, yeah. it's important that we, we handle those, those rocks that we're carrying yeah. because – people are going to see our bruised up fruit. They're going to see it all messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's going to happen is they're not going to get the, the beautiful picture of Christ. They're yeah, going to get yeah. the picture of all of our flaws and stuff like that and not <laughs> see that God can clean all of that up, that Amen. he's the rock remover, you know, that like right. he'll take all of that right. away and give us this, this, this great thing. It's time to make the exchange. If you haven't today, li- listen, you don't have to wait mm-hmm. for Sunday. You don't yeah. have to wait for Wednesday. You Amen. can make the great exchange today and learn how to travel light. Um, God doesn't want us to carry these rocks, right? He wants Amen. us to carry the fruit. Um, right. He wants love on display, you know, peace, uh, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't care how long you've been a believer. One of those things you're like, I could probably do better at producing at. Mm. Yeah. I could. You know, there's, there's, the, there's been seasons in my life, right, where I'm looking at like, okay, um, I haven't really produced a lot of gentleness, in this season, mm. you know, mm. I have produced a lot of self-control in this season, you know, um, God wants us to produce fruit and, and more fruit. Um, we have a choice. Amen. And I think too, you know, because again, sometimes people like me can get into that works mentality. The ability to produce fruit is simply about abiding. Yeah. It's yeah. just that, it's just so that pure and that, that simple. Um, and again, I say that because of the fact that I can become into that kind of a works mentality. I don't mean to, but I, I can, I go back to that sometimes. And so, Again, if my abiding is not where it needs to be, then all of a sudden, again, my fruit uh, reproduction is not where it needs to be as well. And so, um, you know, I I don't know that we do as good of a job as we possibly can to be able to teach. What does it simply mean to abide? That that, that sense of reality Mm -hmm. of what God has saved me from, not of works of lest I could boast, but just simply through grace. And I think abiding in the word that washes us, abiding in worship that you know, that again kind of allows us to be able to, to relate with God in that intimate way. Abiding is just so huge. Like yeah. being settled in what was done in my life through the cross of Jesus Christ in the empty tomb. Yeah. That, that, that's just so powerful to me. I, I, I also liked, and I know I'm going back here a little bit, but it just keeps coming to my mind about when he had the picture of the two bulls and they were yoked yes. together. And we good. had this conversation at our dinner table the other night with all of all of our kids, we were all home. I made dinner. I it. it was last night. And um, <laughs> we were just talking about the sermon and uh, that picture of that. You know, that mm-hmm. older bull is going to pull that younger bull in the direction, you know, that it's, yeah. you know, that it wants right. to go until it teaches that younger bull, mm-hmm. that younger bull gets older. 
And uh, I asked my boys, I said, what, yeah, wow. what older bull are you yoked with that mm. is leading you in a good direction? Because well, you could good. be yoked with somebody that's, that's taking you mm. in a direction that you're not supposed to go. And that's what I told them. I, you know, mm. I preached this to my that's kids <laughs> since they were little. It's 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 all in who you hang around. Right. And if you're and if you're hanging with somebody, if you're yoked with somebody that's not going in the same direction Amen. you are, you know that fruit is going to look different. Right. And absolutely. Um, but it's to me, it's important that uh, once you make that exchange, find somebody. Amen. To yoke up with, right. find uh, if you're mm. a, a youth or a young adult, find a pastor for us to yoke up with because that Amen. was the, one of the. I said, so give me examples of who, and you know, of course, the boys are saying pastor for us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, me, Robin, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, all the other people that are in their life mm-hmm. that that helps lead them, even friends that they have that that Amen. lead them in the direction mm-hmm. that's uh, that's unto the Lord, and yeah. so um, to me that that helps you not to go back and pick up that bag of rocks when you have somebody who's walking along beside you and helping you. You know, blind Bartimaeus, Mm. he had a a coat that basically said, I'm allowed to beg by the road. And when he got up, the Lord called, Jesus called him. He got up and he took his cloak off, his license to beg, and threw it down on the side of the road. And he exchanged his blindness for sight. And then even though Jesus wow. said, you know, go, go home or go about your yeah. way, he's followed, the, the Bible said he followed mm. Jesus on the road. He yoked himself up with Jesus and he followed him down the road. Right. And um, to me, that, that's what this exchange, mm-hmm. I, I just, I kept seeing exchange yeah. through this whole so message. Yeah. And um, we're, we're in a constant exchange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that being yoked up is, let's bring it, I'm going to bring it right back to abide. Is when yeah. you, when you're yoked up with somebody, you know, from different generations, because that's what's supposed to be older and the younger, right? Mm. You learn things like that abiding. You know, oh, I mean, we're talking about yeah. a generation right now that doesn't want to wait for anything. Yeah, that doesn't want to sit still with something. Mm. I mean, how do you tell mm. that generation to abide? Mm. Yeah, you know, but they learn through those who have already had to do it. Who say, hey, mm. I'm just to, to sit in the presence, you know, just to be with him, to watch it. They they're gonna see that that stone along the path. Say, hey, listen. Yeah. I picked that up one time, and this is what happened. <laughs> yeah, right. That's I went good. through this. You know, the whole reason I became That's a youth really pastor good. was to to help kids not go through the same struggles I did as a, as yeah. a, a high school student. You know, to say, hey, you know what? There's there's better things for you. I'm gonna point yeah. them out for you, so you don't have to go through all the hardships that I did. Yeah. That's the idea of being yoked up mm, with, yeah. with, with somebody who's older, who has, who has more maturity. You know, oh, um, I had the opportunity to go back in Legacy um, I think a few months ago. Yeah. And it, it was just incredible to be able to hear the, the different conversations, the things that we were talking about where um, we were helping to bridge that gap of, of my generation and theirs, you know, because, mm. of course, when you're yoked up together, there are things you don't fully understand. You don't agree with them. You know, uh, I imagine the, the young one wants to run super fast and, <laughs> and maintain a pace that the old one can't. Uh, but the old one say, hey, look, if, if you do it the right way, you don't have to yeah, run like that. Yeah. You know, there's there's a benefit from having them both together like that mm-hmm. um, that happens from this this unity. That's it's just absolutely incredible. It's it's making that that choice, though, um, of what's what's the right thing. What's the direction to be able to learn some of that stuff um, the right well, way. Um, before we get into the big takeaway, do you have any, any yeah. further comments? Only I would say, I read an illustration a long time ago about a farmer that had a young bull that he was trying to teach how to plow a field. And the young bull was really, really stubborn. And so what he did was he actually just yoked it to a single yoke and let the young bull just do whatever he wanted to do. And he, again, he had to try to plow that field. And he said that the benefit in doing that is that young bull will wear himself out 
because he's not capable of doing what I want him to do. And so only when the young bull is wore out can I put him with the more mature bull. And he said, again, only when the bull comes to the end of himself is he even then teachable in that moment. And I thought, man, how many times has God done that under his grace with me? I wasn't teachable. I was doing my own thing. And he allowed me to wear myself out under his grace, though, to the point where I was willing to give in and say, okay, God, let's try it your way. Uh, There's the goodness of God in all of that, I think, and and the beauty of God in that, too. And so we're all in different places, but I, I want to be able to say before you wear yourself out, um, yeah, give up and, and give in. It's so <laughs> cool to come full circle with the come all who are weary and heavy yes. laden. <laughs> uh, maybe, you, maybe you are the old bull that has been tired, you know, that young yeah. one's been running you, or you're the young one that's been running, you know, yeah. and, and trying to be self-sufficient. You yeah. know, he'll give you a yoke that, that's easy, mm. that's light. Amen. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yes. I think if we just, I mean, oh my, oh my, it's this simple. If we just did what the Lord told us to do, if we just listened to him, took him at his word. I mean, just so elementary, no, you're right. right? Yeah, you're but right. It, it cracks me. I mean, I tell students all the time, I'm like, I'm your, your cliche pastor that's going to tell you to read your Bible and pray. You know, like we've overcomplicated some of these yeah. things. But if yeah. we would just listen to the word of the Lord, uh, my goodness, the, the struggles that we wouldn't have to deal with, we would definitely be, be traveling light. But the mm-hmm. last thing, and I think his, his, his main uh, takeaway that Pastor David talked about was this get to heaven at all costs. Yeah. Um, and I think that that comes with this idea of traveling light, um, of just prioritizing, mm-hmm. you know, what, mm-hmm. what should you be doing, you know? What is it that you should be, be putting your, your, your focus on, um, you know, in, in, our, in our daily lives? You know, what, what is important for my eternity, you know, yeah. keeping eternity mm-hmm. in mind. So um, what, what, what's some tips or advice that you have to, to have that eternity in mind and have this, you know, well, hey, no matter what happens, it's, it's getting to heaven. That's, that's what has my, my yeah, eye. Ma'am. I think that uh, we were, same conversation we were having with the kids last night. It, mm. It's uh, don't compromise. Amen. Because one small compromise will lead to another compromise, will lead to another compromise, will lead to another rock being thrown in your <clears throat> in your backpack. Amen. And it, it, once you begin, once you go down that road to compromise, um, and this, especially for young adults and mm. teenagers right now, man, it is hard. Yeah. It is hard uh, it is. to live in the world that we're living in right now. And it's so easy to just say, well, you know what? I'm just going to compromise for that just because it's easier to just go mm-hmm. <laughs> go with the flow. I'll compromise with that and go on to the next thing. Um, but I, I, I believe that that just leads down this mm-hmm. path of where you just continually compromise. And yeah, um, to, to, to have an all-costs uh, mentality mm-hmm. uh, means not to compromise to me. Amen. No, I agree. I agree. I think it's... Uh, the greatest illustration for me, I think, is when Elijah called Elisha. You know, Elisha went back and burned everything. Mm, Just burned yeah. everything, you know what I mean? And that, that mentality, that even as Paula says, you know, I'm running this race to obtain the prize uh, for the high calling of Jesus Christ. That has, we, again, we've got to have our eyes forward. And it's yeah. when I get to the left or the right, I get really distracted. Um, and at all costs, you know, I, I want to be able to glorify him out of a relationship. And if I do that, then if I glorify him, then I'll finish well. Mm. Um, but I think that tenacity, that, that just that foundational thing of this is why I'm here, this is why I live, and this is why I breathe um, is just so key. Because heaven is really the goal. Right. But again, as we all would say in this circle, I want to bring some people with me based upon right. the, you know what I mean? And I only do that by doing it his way. Right. Yeah. I mean... I think about, you know, the two different verses where it talks about, you know, those who endure to the end. And then I yes. think about, you know, that we have this race to run. 
um, I don't want to be burdened down. I mean, if you look oh, at, yeah. you know, any, any athlete, you know, mm-hmm. your, your marathon runners, um, they're way down with, with it. I mean, don't get <laughs> me wrong. I, I definitely am not your runner, but I, I, I know what they're supposed to look like, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not burdened or weighed down with all these other things and extras, you know. And if you want to take people with you, uh, man, how freed Absolutely. up do you need to be to be able to pull yeah, those, those people in? It's an at-all cost. If anything mm-hmm. hinders me, if anything is going to, to stop yeah. me from doing the things that God called me to, if it's going to prevent mm-hmm. me from getting into the place I need to go, um, it's not going to come with me. Yeah. Amen. It's, it's, Amen. it's, it's got to be at, at all costs. Um, do you guys have any, any final thoughts or statements? I, I just thought it was a phenomenal sermon, a phenomenal topic. I, I know that we're going to go back to this well because I think it's, a, it's an ongoing sermon. It really is. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ongoing, let's touch base on this on a regular basis kind of thing because we can all get um, a little bit too busy doing and forget some of the basics of, you know, it's like funny. It's like, and I'll just say this and I'll, I'll be done here. You know, I'm not happy with the weight that I am at 55 years of age, but I didn't start off this way. It started with five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, da 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 da. Yeah. And the heavier you get, the longer it takes to lose some of that weight, and the more dam- damaging it is on the, on the joints as well. And so I think, again, being sensitive to the fact that my flesh is gaining and my spirit's not, mm-hmm. and having those moments to say, Father, I'm sorry. You know, I pick up again uh, the grace you've afforded me by the cross. So, yeah. yeah, let's keep visiting this one. It's powerful. Yeah, it's great. Well, listen, I just want to encourage you one last time. If, if you haven't gathered this, is it today is the day to make the exchange. Today is the day to quit to quit mourning, to be able to pick up that, that you know, or lay down that heaviness, to be able to pick up the yoke that Christ has for you. It's easy, right? His burden's light. It's time to travel lightly. Listen, um, Thank you so much for listening with us um, and, and hanging out with us uh, today. Um, you will catch us where, where all our podcasts are, um, and you have a great rest of your week, and be blessed.